You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is a little lore episode for the Wicked Implement. I will be your host for this evening episode. <laughs> My name is Orkin. And I am Elemist. Are you okay? No, I forgot how to do this, and I've been sick all week, so... <laughs> This is fine. This is going to go great. Uh, we encourage feedback. It can be sent to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can tweet at me at hey, it's Orchid. You can tweet at Elemist at I underscore am underscore Elemist. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can find us on Instagram and threads at guardians of lore. You can send us a review wherever you can find the podcast. Apple is probably the best place to do it. You can also find us on Discord, which is discord.gg slash lorehub. But there's also a link in the episode description, wherever that is down below, I think. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps and it's greatly appreciated and we really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Finger guns. Uh, we got to be careful awesome. about that now. What? Oh, no. Because, well, no, 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 because we actually have somebody in Lorehub who changed their nickname to Finger Guns. That's true. I think they did that because they just wanted to be thanked every week. Yes. So. That was exactly why. <laughs> but thanks again to our actual subscribers, Falaragna, Linkman22, Doom, Firebired, and Unnamed Guardian Lesson 3. We very much appreciate you guys giving Absolutely. us your hard-earned money every single week. So... And uh, if you are ever interested in listening to us record live, you can do that uh, by subscribing to us on Ko-Fi. We will let you know when we start recording. And you can listen to us record ridiculously live with all of our errors and things that we actually cut out of the podcast that you don't listen to. All of our antics and shenanigans. But our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. Yes. Anyway, you can also find our info on thelorenetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. <laughs> We're still there. Don't know for how long, but like... <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway. Why do I feel like it's not? Anyway. Anyway. So many things have happened in the last few weeks. Let's start. Um. So just to warn everyone, uh, we do have lore at near the end of the episode, but the majority of this episode is probably going to end up being us talking about everything that's happened. Just wanted to give forewarning. 
since last time the state of the game was released. Yeah. Last time on Guardians of Lore. Uh, the end of the season is in like less than three weeks and then we're going to get a Vidoc. Finally. Yeah. Do you have any predictions? And, and I think we're actually getting a state of the game tomorrow as of like actually re- recording. I don't like where this is going. Oh, thank God. Maybe they're going to tell us something about Gambit finally. Stop! <laughs> Give me a new Gambit map, please. Please. You guys got to stop. You don't know what you're doing here. Like, they've forsaken Crucible at this point. Just just double down on Gambit. <laughs> so, we have the actual state of the game notes here. Um, no! Gambit! Why? Why have you forsaken me, Gambit? No! Yeah. Gambit! In case you couldn't tell, it was not good news for Gambit. So, um, yeah, it was not good news for Gambit. Um, like, <sighs> Gambit. The, the, the majority of the takeaways from the state of the game were not good. I'll be fine. The, the part that really kind of got me was the armor sets. The ritual armor sets. It, it was not communicated that they were not doing the ritual armor sets this year. So, like, we just didn't get them, and everybody was like, what's up with that? Although, to be fair, last year's armor set looked like dog shit, and it was literally the same armor model, just three different paint jobs. Yeah, I mean, when you have a super mid armor set, and they're like, no one's using this armor sets we're just not going to make more armor sets because no one wants to use them like yeah because your armor set is dog shit i'm not going to wear your armor set bro because it sucks and that's exactly it it was a self-fulfilling prophecy that was cyclical yeah oh nobody's wearing it we're just not going to do it yeah it's the same thing with gambit like no one's playing Gambit. I'm like, yeah, because you keep touching it and making it worse. And I bet <laughs> no one wants to play worse Gambit. And I I would bet a hundred dollars on the fact that if you threw adept weapons, like adept trust or adept, you know, bottom dollar into Gambit, you would increase the player base. If they you would get a ton put of- Gambit Prime back in the game <laughs> instead of whatever we have now. Right. Like a bunch of people would play again, but they wouldn't and, do that. And, and, so. and I, I agree with that. Um, but the, the fact is, like, if you gave people something large to chase. Yeah. 
there would be a massive increase in in player participation. Yeah, but they don't have the bandwidth to do that. And that's and that's just a sad fact because it's free. And that's fair. And they're not going to invest time in something that's free. And we've seen that for the last couple of years that whatever they're investing time in clearly is things that people pay money for, which is seasonal stuff. The three people like battlegrounds, which goes into the paid things, which then they're like, oh, we can double up on that and make that into free stuff. Yeah. Which they're like, we can turn those into strikes. And all of us are like, but they're not strikes. They're garbage. I don't yeah. want to play those as nightfalls. They don't work. God. Like the moon battleground is the worst nightfall I've ever done. Yeah. That was the worst GM. They're like, we're bringing difficulty back to to Grandmaster Nightfalls. And I'm like, fuck you for that Grandmaster Nightfall. Seriously. <laughs> I have never had a more miserable time. Right. Lightblade right. is good. Like, I like that one. It's difficult, but it is a strike. Like, it is made to be a strike. It's difficult. My team got down to, like, three revives left. Yeah. Before we beat it. Like, it's difficult, but it's fun, mm -hmm. even in an aggravating sense. Like, you might be aggravated because, oh, he, he one-shot me, but, like, it was still remotely fun. The PsyOps Battleground, like, because of how we had to actually clear that, it was not fun at all. No, it's miserable. It was 45 minutes of just us sitting there with Wish Ender plinking at the boss because we had to play from a distance because everything one shot you. Yeah. There's, it, there's very little cover and it's awful. It, it, it is not a good GM. No, like I don't like any of the battlegrounds, honestly. And that's the, from chosen and like all the way up through the battlegrounds to now, like proving grounds. I hate that one. That is a GM sucks too. It and it's it's ironic because as I was going through the the Psyops Moon GM, mm -hmm. I was mentally comparing it to Proving Grounds, and I say that it's worse than Proving Grounds when Proving Grounds first came out. Oh yeah, it is. Easily. It's it is it was not a fun experience. But I was with a couple friends of mine so like we made it an enjoyable experience because of like banter and and all the jokes and everything i mean you have to yeah because otherwise it's just 45 minutes of mind-numbing content yeah i mean that's how that's how most gms end up is that you do it with two friends and it, it, you have to make it fun or it's miserable yeah at least that's how all of the gms that i do end up you just you end up joking around and taking the piss out of each other. Yeah. Like, that's how it is. If not, you get super frustrated because you end up getting one shot and then you do something stupid and you guys end up wiping. Yep. So other stuff that was mentioned uh, in the state of the game was PVP, sort of, not really, which was the one crucible map, which is 
the Vex Lo-Fi map that they're doing, but it's super mid. And they're bringing two Crucible modes. Finally, they're bringing one that's, you know, just kind of a gun mode that has really slow cooldown times for all of your abilities. And so it's like just made to be a gun mode. And I'm like, cool, they're bringing Halo into Destiny. Neat. Finally. Okay. Like, that's fine. Thanks. Yeah. Nine years too late, but... Like, is this a test bed for Marathon? Like, why now? Oh, that did not even occur to me. Yeah. It feels like a like a Marathon test bed is what that is to me. I mean, I'm probably just being super cynical, like, as a PvP player. Yeah, well, but, considering PvP has been mostly neglected for the last... Oh, you mean shit on for the past however many years? It's just been completely forgotten. Yeah. Well, and that end. And, and it's it's because of something something that actually uh Joe Blackburn mentioned in We'll get to it. <laughs> we'll get to it. So like we will revisit this argument. Yeah, that and um it's they also have another one like another party mode that they're bringing which is like a relic mode which sounds kind of fun. But I don't know if they're making this party mode, which is bringing relics from raids into PvP, which is kind of cool. It's a cool concept. It is a cool concept, but like, are they trying to get people who don't play PvP into PvP? I, I don't know. Because they're not going to do this. I think it's more about just getting variety, trying something new. I just want better matchmaking and more maps, bro. Like, I just want old maps back. Give me my old maps back. Literally, that's all I want. You took away like 10 maps. Give me my maps back. I don't give a shit about relics. I just want my old maps. That's it. That's it. I'm wondering how many people they actually have working, you know, quote unquote on on pvp five because probably two because i don't think they have the people for map creation but they have people for creating game modes or applying different modifiers to game modes i'm sure it's much easier to do that than it is to apply like fixing lighting and shading and bringing parts of the game back into old maps i'm sure it's much easier to do that i can't imagine how difficult it is to like re-import right. a lot of assets right. into maps and make the lighting work because the lighting is so different than it used to be and i know there's like you have to make sure the collision works properly and like that's hard and i exactly i know that like the way the engine used to work and the way the engine works now is not the same. And so I can't imagine like how difficult it is. And that's why I, I brought that up because I, I can just see them being like, okay, we need to do something for PVP. Let's just put this one person on it so they can, you know, create a new game mode that is literally just, you know, applying a, a new modifier to the playlist. Yeah. Whereas, you know, actually creating the map is going to take a a 
number of people to work on. Mm-hmm. So like it, it's resource allocation. Yeah. And I'm sure they'd much rather spend their money and their manpower on like, hey, let's make another fucking battlegrounds because then we can get people to spend their hard earned money on that than, you know, the map that everyone has been asking for for literal years. But, you know, whatever. Um, It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, there are some good things coming back, though. Um, they're finally pinning shaders. Yay. That's going to be good. Yeah. Um, the person, actually, who said that they built that, uh, the girl who built it, like, some people are like, oh, that must have taken forever to build. She's like, no, it took me, like, a day <laughs> to code it. She's like, it was super easy. And I'm like, cool. Neat. As something that you could have built you <laughs> like a fucking day. <laughs> Neat. Um, wow. She could have lied and said it was super hard, but no, she's like, it took like a day. Um, they're also bringing Vanguard medals back um, from Rise of Iron is when we had those. Yeah. Super glad we're getting those back. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of the positive feedback that I saw about the the state of the game like they mentioned this part and i'm like we had that like six seven years ago i'm excited though because i loved that in d1 i did too like i loved going around and getting the medic medal because both my teammates died and i revived them really quick oh yeah no me too but i'm excited to have that back i'm sad they're not bringing back like the emote like finisher medal from guardian games because i am super good at that so i'm sad that there that's a guardian games only medal <laughs> damn it <laughs> to be to be fair like they they got to keep something for guardian games because at this point the one thing that made it unique is being you know slapped into the everyday aspects of the game I know the fact that the Vanguard medals was like just a Guardian Games thing. And now they're like, oh, no, we're doing it for everything. I'm like, cool. So what's the point of Guardian Games now? (laughs) Now it's going to be Bounty the event again. Oh, shit. No way. (laughs) Damn it. I mean, it already was, but like. Bounty the event. It's already it's coming back. (laughs) Bounty the event. Isn't that what Solstice is now, too? Armor and Bounty the event. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, that that's that's about it. I th- I think that's it for the state of the game. Um, are you gonna use the shader pinning? I'm actually not gonna use it. Uh, Doom commented that he's not gonna use it either. Uh, I usually have like four or five that I I use regularly, so I could see myself using it. I just don't know how much use I'm going to give it. I actually know where all the shaders are like really well. And I don't know if that's like a product of a I'm a super fashion conscious, like fashion award winner. Me. That's that's definitely it. But um, I also just have memorized where all the shaders are. And I think it's just because I've played the game since the beginning. And so I just know where they all are. And so I am like, oh, like, I don't know, um, like, if I want a shader from, like, the Forges, then I can, like, go zoom to that season because they're all in seasonal order. 
So I know exactly where they are. Except for when certain ones aren't. Yeah, but I know which ones are not in that order. <laughs> I know those like couple of shaders that are out of order. They're in seasonal order, except for when they're not. Except when, yeah, <laughs> except when they're not in seasonal order. But they are mostly in seasonal order. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, the state of the game was kind of a shit show. It It was. You could tell it was not written by one person. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Tell me all of your thoughts. I want to hear them in great detail. Different sections had different tones, different ways of like styles of writing. When it's the person who is, you know, hands on keyboard, boots on the ground, doing all the changes like. It's a very it's a very siloed look at the game like if all they're doing is is you know weapon updates they're not looking at the whole picture they're just looking at weapon updates so it's hard to get a state of the game if you're just looking at it from a very narrow perspective yeah right like honestly that should have been written by joe blackburn the, the actual game director. It should have, but I think he was just so swamped with the final shape and getting Absolutely. ready for the Vidoc whatever thing we're getting on the 22nd, which by the time this comes out, it will have already aired. Absolutely. Like, so this is coming I, from I, I, <laughs> this is coming from the past. Like I understand that he was, you know, eyes down, nose to the grindstone, trying to get everything lined up for the the Vidoc that's coming, for the you know, trying to get everything lined up for the final shape. But if that's the case, then they should not have done a state of the game. So what do you think they should have done instead of that then? Like a state of each department or well, uh, just like an update? Like, what do you think they should have called it instead? Just a, a, honestly, it should have just been a regular twid, like just a, a small update of like, OK, so there there's not going to be any updates to Gambit. There's or or I, I don't know, because like I think the way Joe Blackburn did damage control with his video was actually a very effective way of of portraying it like that should have been option one rather than the blog which got everyone in a bad mood this actually is like a really good time to like roll into his update um so he did this really good just like very candid you know face to camera like it was almost like a zoom meeting it was with the entire right, community like, it was a 15 minute zoom meeting where he, he's talking to the entire community yeah it felt like a zoom meeting with my boss and he was super honest and he had like a notebook with notes and he's like hey so we really kind of fucked up um here is the actual state of the game here are the things that everyone yelled about from youtube and everything and it's these things. I'm really sorry. Here's actually what's going on and how we're going to fix it. 
and I'm going to keep you guys updated. And I'm really sorry. Like, and he was super honest about it. And I think it was really good of him. And he didn't have to do that. He didn't owe us diddly shit. Because, like, in all honesty, Budgie doesn't owe us anything. Right. We've been really shitty to them. Absolutely. The community sucks. We suck so bad. The Destiny community has been god-awful the last year. Especially after the state of the game. We were monsters. Like... We dumpstered them after the state of the game. With all the death threats, with... Oh my god. trying to cause epilepsy by posting shit. Oh my god. After people sent... Yeah, people sent hippie, like, epilepsy shit. That's not okay. Don't do that. Like they Don't they, send it to me. Don't send it to her. Don't do that to anybody. Like, they were literally trying to like, cause medical issues with people. Don't do that. That's fucked up. Don't do that. Ever. Ever right. in a million years. Don't do that. Right. Ever. So, like... That's... the Don't. So, like, the Destiny community is just... Has proven that... When things don't go their way, they deserve places in hell. <laughs> yeah, that's so messed up. But like he he kind of made up for it. He's like he was really candid and super honest. He's like, you know, what? we're going to bring a PVP map pack. And he made a PVP strike team. He's like, we're going to work on it. Um, the PVP map pack is going to be free. We're making an Eververse armor set, and that's going to be the Ritual armor next season. And he's like, you know, this is like what I'm going to give you. And like he explained stuff and was like very honest about it. And he was very forthright. And I think it's kind of what the community needed. Yeah. And it was really kind of that bridge between the two because the conversation has been really difficult it was really good at least i think it was i mean some people were really kind of shitty about it but i think mostly it was really good what were what are your thoughts i think so first off i i think that the video was damage control they saw what was going on with the community because of the state of the game blog post and they were like we have to rein this in that aside, I think it was a good way of communicating. I I thought it was a very well done video because it was literally just a 15-minute meeting conversation with him. He had bullet points. He went over them. And a lot of good came out of it. So, like, I, I think the people who had an issue with with his his video – they were on their way out the door anyway. Like they're, they're ready to just put destiny down anyway. So it didn't matter whether it was all positive shit or not. So when you say those people that were out the door, do you mean people that are really, um, just like super done with destiny? Yeah. Okay. Like, you know, they're, they're the ones commenting once the final shape is done. I'm out. And like I've I've been teetering on that that sentiment myself, but like I just haven't been vocal about it until now, <laughs> or at least to the majority of the public. 
I feel like both of us have to a point um, that we both haven't been entirely certain if we were like, I mean, we both played for 10 years. Yeah. And that's that's a long time. That's a, that's a long time to be really invested in a game. I mean, you've been invested in the lore the entire time, and at least I have since D2. But, I mean, I've been invested at least in, like, PvP for 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just, like, it's so much. And it's a lot of work, especially to do a podcast. It's a lot of work. And the end of the final shape is a good time to kind of bow out. And it's like a really big conversation to have. And it's like, it is at the end of this. Is it a good time to say goodbye? Or are we in it for like the long haul? And do we just keep going? Or do we just kind of like end like Focus Fire Chat did? Just be like, bye. <laughs> See ya in the middle. <laughs> okay. Like, and, and those are our conversations that we're having. We've been having them yeah. for a while. And. I mean, this conversation that Joe Blackburn had with the community gave me a little more hope than the state of the game itself did. Exactly. Honestly, like I have more hope for the game now than I did a couple weeks ago. When when the state of like the actual blog post came out, you know, when the state of the game came out, I was ready to call it. Yeah, when the state of the game came out, like, I was like, well, well, I guess the podcast is ending. <laughs> Fuck this. Goodbye. Like, I, I was I was sat here and I was like, well, okay. Like, the, the game. Who knew that the Destiny Killer would be Destiny? Uh, we all did. <laughs> we all did, bro. <laughs> but after, after the actual video, like, I, I have a little bit of hope. I, I'm going to see like what how the final shape is when it comes out and and oh. I want to see what they do or what they announce afterward. The raid is the end of the story. Yep. So they're actually going to end the story at the raid. It's not going to be dragged on like this veil containment bullshit that I just want to end out back like old yeller jesus christ my thing is like we go back every week to decrypt a new message but like wouldn't all the messages have been like encrypted with the same key yes so shouldn't they all be decrypted at the same time that's why i don't go back until the end and then get all of them oh well, and then it's me. just one message. <laughs> <laughs> then it's just all there at once. Then you're then you're sitting there for like forty minutes, going, "Okay, okay, cool." Yep. Uh huh. Then it's like, "Oh, we just have one more message," and I'm like, "Cool, neat." <laughs> <laughs> and and like, yeah, and those are supposed to continue on with this coming season. Fuck! Are you serious? Why? Because there's because there's more to learn. No, there isn't. <laughs> there's literally nothing. All this shit that we're learning was in the lore already. The, Read the fucking lore. The only thing that wasn't. Oh there's there's two things that weren't. Okay. Okay. 
and and like I I would love to do an episode of just the veil stuff. Okay. Um, but we'll do that. So so the the two things that specifically were new lore, um, actually three. Uh, the first being the veil is the darkness traveler, mm-hmm. like the traveler of the darkness, like that that mm-hmm. that. Okay, perfect. That's a good explanation. Leave it at that. The second thing was the actual, like, the confirmations that they had of theories that the lore community had previously. Like, you know, Maya Sundaresh being Lakshmi. Oh, thank God. Yeah. You know, the, the actual confirmation 100%. Oh, yeah, this person is this person. Mm-hmm. That, perfect. Mm-hmm. The last thing, and and this is spoilers for anybody who hasn't heard the last entry for. It's the new season. There's no spoilers now. That's expired. <laughs> I'm just warning people in case. There's no spoilers here. Keep going. Anyway, the last one, Chioma in the very last message mentions that the Vex simulated her and Maya on Venus. We already knew that from Destiny 1. It was never like the actual Vex 1 through 5 Grimoire cards. I had taken them as, you know, those were actual events that happened. I always took those as simulations. <laughs> I never took those as like real Z. Well, like because we we Especially at the beginning of the Veil containment stuff, like we knew that Maya and Chioma were in a relationship because of those cards. So, like, we got to see it actually talked about by one of like a primary source. So, we're like, okay, I immediately thought those cards or those Grimmar cards were, were factual. Mm-hmm. But based off of this last entry from Chioma, like, I I now know the opposite. I bet you they were factual and then they retcon them to be not factual. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They're like, oh, they were factual, but <laughs> no, they're not. They're the Vex. Like, because it, Bungie. It, it was a major retcon. Yeah. But it was, it was, it changed my thinking of those cards. Like, that, that's the big thing I'm I'm taking away from it. Those cards are the reason why the lore community also thought that um, Maya Sundaresh is uh, Lakshmi, too. Yeah. It is because of those cards. Because it was on that card. Anyway. Right. And, and that, was, that was the other reason why, like, I thought that those cards were proof, like factual, because we got the Lakshmi confirmation. I will take everything that is old with a grain of salt because Bungie has thrown everything that's old out the window. Yeah. So everything that's old, it doesn't matter because they're like, the Vex just, they made the black heart. So whatever. Everything is fake. Nothing is real. Lore doesn't matter. Who cares what you guys do? Bungie. So... Yeah, that's what they think of us. 
Have I given up on what we do? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, But I haven't given up on the Wicked Implement because it's one of my favorite scout rifles in the entire game right now. It's super good in GMs, and we're going to talk about it. (laughs) Do you have anything else to talk about? About everything that we've spoken about? Uh, Did we mention that they were doing a PvP map pack and strike team? Yep. So yeah, I'm I have nothing else. <gasps> we have one last thing. Uh Keith David is the new voice of Zavala. Oh my god, I'm how, super excited. How could I not remember that? I don't know. It was at the top of the thing. We just skipped it. <laughs> and by we, I mean you. Uh <laughs> I uh, I was talk about Gambit. I was really <laughs> upset over that, okay? Um So <gasps> if there was anyone I I am all right, you know, taking up the mantle of Zavala. It's Keith David. Keith David is the voice of Captain Anderson in Mass Effect and also the Arbiter. And he is one of my favorite voice actors and I love him so much. And he is amazing. And I'm so glad he's Zavala. I first knew him as Goliath from Gargoyles. Oh my gosh, I forgot he was at Gargoyles. Like I love that show when was, I was a kid. He was the coolest character. Oh my gosh. And then like realizing that Goliath was the arbiter from Halo 2 blew my mind as a teenager. He's so cool and so great and I just really like him. I loved him on Community. He is so good on community. He is just like, he's so versatile and such a nice person. And I think he'll be really good for this community. And he's kind of like really kind of universally loved by people. And he's kind of like come like full circle back to like the Bungie family. So I'm really glad he's back. So that's so great. And, And that's why I said like, if anybody's going to take up the mantle of Zavala, I'm glad it's Keith David. Yeah. Him and Lance Reddick were friends. They both are, are just so iconic that like at this point, I am perfectly happy with their choice here. Yeah. Um, there is also one last thing. Um, There is one more campaign that Bungie is doing, the Bungie Foundation. It's the Support the Guardians for Maui campaign um, because Maui decided to set itself on fire, which is awful and terrible. Uh, If you've ever lived through a bushfire or a forest fire, uh, it is the worst fucking thing ever. Yep. Uh, We had friends that lived through the Australian bushfires and it is really scary. Um... I've seen like firsthand uh, the devastation it brings. Uh, my house was almost burned down in Oregon uh, when Oregon was on fire. And uh, I had friends that like had to leave when Australia was on fire because their house is almost burned down. So now Maui tried to you know burn itself down. So fires are terrible. Global climate change is awful. I'm originally so, from Southern California. Which is yeah, Southern California on fire. always on fire. I mean, like my brother left the state of California because his house almost burned down twice. So he's just like, fuck it, I'm out. 
Bye. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Yeah, that's pretty much what he did. And then moved to, you know, where tornadoes are and then almost lost his house to big tornado. So, like, you dumb fuck. But um, they have the Support the Guardians for Maui campaign. You can get a Maui t-shirt from Bungie. It is $25. You get a shirt and an emblem, much like the Australia campaign they had in 2020 during the bushfires. So you can get it at maui.bungielove.org. It's bnglove.org. Um, and the shirt the website was the shirt is pretty. It's very beautiful. The shirt is who designed it? It's in the twab or twid twid twitties twid. Um, the name is in there. It's uh, very pretty. You can look at the shirt, but um, consider donating and getting the shirt in uh, emblem. It's for a good cause. So please do. Or, you know, donate to the Red Cross or whoever you want to donate to. Brady Evans. Um, I think he is a local artist yep. to Maui. He's a local artist from Oahu. Oh, yay. Good job. <laughs> the shirt is really pretty. The emblem is right. gorgeous. Like, both of them are just really pretty. I bought two. I'm going to be buying one for myself and one for my girlfriend. I bought two for myself because I have two Australia shirts since I'm going to have two Maui shirts. Because I kind of wore the shit out of them. So <laughs> I really like them. So I have two of these, too. It's going to be great. But yeah, so um, get them. Get them before they're gone. I don't think they're going to be gone, but get them before they're gone. People wanted the shirt so bad they broke the website. <laughs> right. Like it was so broken. Like they, they had to set up queuing for the website yeah it was cute like a like a taylor swift concert it was cute when, <laughs> it was great when i first checked it like three or four hours after the twid came out it still gave me like oh hey you have to wait an hour oh i checked it the minute it came out and it was broken the website was so broken <laughs> they had to set up cloud fair to like have a a queue like an hour after it came out God. it was my boss watched like my queue for me and then told me when i had like a timer up it was so funny i had it up on my computer at work because <laughs> he's like sharing my cubicle right now <laughs> we have no air conditioning at work right now and it's fucking miserable because it's 90 degrees in my lap at the moment because it's been 105 outside and we have no air conditioning so it's just like miserable as fuck and his office is the worst so he's like sharing my cubicle which is also the worst but it's less miserable than his office so yeah it's kind of weird having him in my cubicle which is usually just me in my weird little cave but yeah kind of fun shares my box desk kind of fun the big box in my office that i put extra yeah Toby's hilarious. I don't know. He does like strange accents and weird shit. I don't know. Toby's hilarious. Anyway, Lore Network ad. Lore Network ad. Uh, thank God we made it. The Lore Network. 
even in the darkest of places, the light will always find a way through. If you're like me, then perhaps you're looking for a more in-depth conversation about Destiny Law. Welcome back, Guardians. My name is Samlab, and I craft bite-sized cinematic lore videos, so join me each week as I journey through some of Destiny's greatest mysteries. You can find me on youtube.com forward slash Samlab. Stay safe and Godspeed. So, how was that ad? Spicy, I think. Like some good chicken. Oh, I hope it wasn't boiled chicken. It's that spicy. Why? Why would you boil chicken like that? I don't know. I think British people do that. That's just weird. Yeah, I know. It's wrong. Feels like a war crime. Right? Anyway, this is a little lore explanation. Some lore isn't pressed neatly into lore books, but they add to the overall universe of Destiny. So, we're going to use these little lore episodes to do a dive into these individual lore tabs. Good? Good. Good. Nice. This is the Wicked Implement, the Scout Rifle. And it's obtained by fishing in every fishing pond over the course of three weeks and collecting all three exotic pieces of the broken blade of strife. Um, and each quest, because it's actually three separate quests, each quest eventually has you catching and depositing an exotic fish from each location. Um, that says fimpshes. Yeah, I know. Oh. I mentally okay. corrected it, hence the pause at first. You were the one that wrote Fimpshes, by the way. <laughs> um actually to be to be clear, I have it written here, catching and depositing three of the four exotic Fimpshes. Fuck that common hoe. I wasn't gonna say that part. That's all you. <laughs> um after that, <laughs> you do a deep dive and activate the special hidden pedestals in throughout the, the deep dive, which opens a door in the menagerie depth. It's, um, if I remember correctly, the first one is before the first room, like before you actually drop down. Or it's as you're, you're dropping down. Um, the second one is actually in the first room. And then the third one is after the first. The room. third one, yeah. So the third one is there is a stalagmite that is kind of like right in front of you, and then you go to the left of that, and then you keep kind of hugging the wall to the left. Just keep going left, follow the wall, and then you're gonna find it. Hey, that you just have to kind of like drop down, follow the stalagmite, go left, and then you'll see it. Hey, that's how I played D and D. Just follow the left wall. All the left wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then once you actually get to the menagerie, like the actual second room, um, once you clear it, a room on the right will open up. All three of you need to activate a statue in there, in that room, and then it'll actually let you through. Um, once you actually get to the next fight and beat the next fight, 
uh, you'll be in a timed mission. So you're going to have to go kill three honed minotaurs and get the deathly sharp buff. Yeah. And once you get the buff, uh, you'll be able to damage Omen Blade of the Black Terrace. Uh, he's just a big minute. He's a big tormentor. He's just a big tormentor. And there is um, a mini boss as part of the actual quest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The actual mission will take you through like three rooms. And it's it's like it reminded me of the Black Spindle mission. Sort of. You would just have to kill stuff really fast and like yeah. add clear. And they're all kind of chonky. Yeah, kind of. But it's like the original Black Spindle mission, not the one for Whisper. No, no, no. That That's why I specifically said Black Spindle. Yeah. And so if you didn't do the Black Spindle mission from D1, people are like, no, it's not like it. No, you had to have done the original Black Spindle yeah. mission. Look it up on YouTube. I'm sure it's up there. It was a, a side thing that like if you fit all the criteria, the door would open mm -hmm. and then it was a timed mission once you actually got through the portal there. So like it very much felt like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The big tormentor is easier to kill if someone has divinity and someone has like a big DPS weapon. Um, and maybe if you have like, well, if I was running well yeah. in divinity and then the other people I was running with had like big DPS weapon. It's easier if you're doing it that way. You don't have to, but divinity makes it easier. Absolutely. So I would run divinity, but that's just me. Cause, cause otherwise you're going to have to hit the crit and it's, it's harder that way. It's a wily boss. Yeah. He just keeps moving. Don't do that. Yeah. Even better if you have like the weird penis hat. What? For warlocks. Oh, I, which I had. I, I forgot about that. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The weird boat hat. It looks like a dick, though. Anyway, do you want to read it? Absolutely. Cool. The flavor text reads, You, a champion of war, standard bearer of violence, let your march be endless. And the Lord tab reads, Let brutality be thy whetstone, warmonger of the sky, with wicked implementing grip, sharpen love in conquest. Set loose the chill of death, Reap weakness from the weak. Through your violence, hone your edge. All tithes to the black edge. All tithes to Zivu Arath. Raise high my bleeding banner. Sing battle and become a god of death. On the horizon, face me in glory. That is seriously one of like the shortest lore cards we've had in a while. It's it's the shortest and like the most to the point that we've had. It's not the size, mate. It's how you use it. Yeah. Well, I like Zivu in it as much as that Zivu is just like straight to the point and she doesn't like bullshit around like she's a 
beat around the bush like Savathun does. She's blunt. Like a weapon. Yeah, Savathun is just like all bush. Yeah. Savathun is all bush. <laughs> yeah. Zivu is no bush. Doom says it best. War is simple. Yeah, war is simple. Except war isn't simple at all, though. <laughs> war is complicated. Okay, the god of war is simple. I guess. Uh, point weapon, pull trigger. Could be dead. War never changes. Anyway. Um, Anywho. Um, I like some of these things. So there's like, you could see stasis kind of like in the text here. You have like chill of death, like reap weakness, hone your edge. So you have like a little bit of like stasis like thrown in here. And see, so yeah, just a little bit. I, I'm enjoying the uh, the hive terminologies here. Oh, yeah. You know, warmonger of the sky. Mm. Sharpen love in conquest. Set loose the, the chill of death. Reap weakness from the weak. That's so sword logic-y. Hone your edge. I feel like that would be something you'd see, like, at a gym. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you'd see it on a poster if you're going to go do Pilates. It's like, hone your edge. <laughs> do Pilates three times a week. <laughs> Reap weakness from the weak. <laughs> Excuse me, I've got cold yoga now. You know, <laughs> set loose the chill of death. <laughs> Another poster. Become a god of death. <laughs> Wait, no. Cold yoga. <sighs> That'd be terrible. Um, this is, I mean, they have another one like Sing Battle. They're super into music. They are. We talked about that last time that they're like really into their like war songs. At least like Zivu is really into war music, like battle cries and war songs. Well, and and I mean, she's the, the god of war. So like. <laughs> right. It makes sense. But I mean, it's just like doubled down in this. Anything involving yeah. battle. She's like, oh, yeah, that's my thing. Mm hmm. So, yeah, you know, sing battle. And become a god of death. Yeah. She's speaking kind of directly to us. Absolutely. Because we're the warmonger of the sky. Right? Absolutely. Like she's telling us to face her in glory. And and that's that's the irony of, of this actual lore entry. Like she's talking directly to us. She's gifting a weapon to us. It, essentially, she's telling us get good mm -hmm. because get good. because when i beat you i will be good that's true she wants us to be stronger because she gets more strength from fighting us the stronger the thing is that she fights the more strength she gets from it right uh, yeah so the i mean we're the guardian Right? right. So right. if she fights the guardian, like she's going to get the most strong from the guardian. I guess. Like if, if she was able to de defeat us, then yeah, like that, that would be the most strength that she'd be able to, to 
obtain. Because, like, think about it. We killed Crota. We killed Oryx. We killed, like, their entire line. Uh, we killed Savathun and a bunch of her line. We killed a bunch of Zivu's children. I mean, it's like the ultimate uh, sword logic. So, like, her defeating us and gaining that strength is essentially, it's an aggregation of everything we've killed. Yeah, it's the ultimate sword logic. Yeah. If we've killed all the, if we've made guns out of her entire family, like, does that mean she inherits her whole family's guns? Like, <laughs> she gets all of them back? And some worm guns? She's got parasites strapped to her back, whisper the worm oh my God. on her shoulder. <laughs> Jesus Christ. A touch of malice in her left hand. Oh my God. <laughs> so many worm guns. Jesus. Necrochasm. <laughs> She's got all of them. And then thorn on her hip. Oh my God. It's too many. It's too many. Can't do it. <laughs> But there is a second part to this mission where you go with the gun um, and you shoot all these little uh, shards and then you commune with the booby statue. And then you hear lore within the mission. Yep. So do you want to read that? I would love to read it. So this is the second part. More lore. Let's go. An offering broken, a remnant of grief inscripted by my sister's needle upon this temple. A temple built of whispers, tithed to war in secret, sunken in the deep, graveyard of the strong. All who pass through these halls are mine champion, steeped in strife. You, a true warrior limited by the sky. See what transpires on this canvas. Where there are no limits, you are an instrument of battle. You know my banner. I am war. I have always been your god, and your tribute is mighty. Sharpen thyself upon mine implement in that in time. The clash of our meeting blades may leave a scar upon existence eternal. Interesting. Yeah. It's more of her just talking herself up and then talking us up. Yeah. It, again, it's, you know, hey, get good with it so I yeah. can kill you and get good. Mm-hmm. Sword logic. Yeah. I see all who pass through these halls are mind champion. So everyone who comes here is a champion of Zivu Arath like steeped in strife. So you, a true warrior limited by the sky. So we're limited by what the traveler, the light, the traveler, the light. Yeah. Cause like whenever they've referred to, you know, an agent of the sky or warrior of the sky, it, it's always been, you know, Hey, you're an agent of the traveler. By the light. Right. You, you harness the light. Mm hmm see what transpires on this canvas where there are no limits. So see what transpires by using darkness, I guess. You are an instrument of battle. You know my banner. I am war. I've always been your God. And your tribute is mighty. 
because we <laughs> fight with her or against her all the time. Yeah. And and that's it. Like we go and kill her forces. So we're making her stronger. Yeah. Every single time we fight her or her farce or her forces, we're always making her stronger. And her farts. I mean, come on. <laughs> I know. Every time. So so yeah, like this is why my Titan brain is so excited to fight her because everything we do makes her stronger. Like the, the only way to win is to have a stalemate. And even then, I don't know how that's truly something we can do in a war. I mean, that's what the final line is that you've been waiting for. The clash of our meeting blades may leave a scar upon existence eternal. Like, how exciting is that? And that, yeah. Like, think about what that actually means. Right. Like, like I can't fathom, like, what kind is that would leave a scar on time itself? Like. Or tears in reality. Right. What do, What the fuck is that? Like, would that, like, end the world? Not necessarily. Because, I mean. I mean, it could, though. It It could. But, like, when you also stop and realize that hive portals are tears in reality. Yeah. Like. It's true. It, it It's flowery language, but we don't really know what she means by this. We don't. And that's what makes it kind of exciting is, like, the unknown, like, the sheer unknown of it. Right. Because it could be, like, huge and it could be nothing. And it could be like an empty threat or it could actually be like a real huge threat. Well, and, and it's I don't think it would be an empty threat. I don't either. Not especially since it's coming from the god of war. Right. But it's just I'm super excited about it simply because like it's it's she's the one that I've been excited to fight. Oryx was the navigator. He charted death. Mm -hmm. Savathun was cunning. So she used trickery in order to get exactly what she wanted. Which was death. Yeah. I mean, she's now dust in the wind. I mean, by the time this has started, we've not played the new season yet. So she could already be alive. I don't fucking know. Like, I could already have, like, the booby armor. I haven't I don't have it yet. I want it. Or is that for the final shape? No. Have you seen the warlock armor I've, I've seen that it. has the boobies on I've it? Seen it? I want it so bad. I want boobies. Okay. <laughs> the warlock armor is just boobies. It is. It's like stick boobies. I want it. It is for next it is for the, the coming up season. Oh my god, is it? Yes, boobies. Well, because like it had Imaru and and Ikora in that same picture. Amaru. <gasps> Oopies. So like I'm I'm just I'm excited to see where Zivu's story goes. I'm just hoping it's not another case of like Quiria. I, I hope that it's not a another case of Quiria where like we're building it up, building it up, building up, and then it's just an end of season boss. Although I feel like it's going to at this point. Right. Because we've only got two seasons left before the final shape. Mm -hmm. 
unless she's the boss of the campaign for the final shape. I just, I want them to be epic with her. They, they were epic with Oryx. You know, Oryx had a campaign and a full-on raid. Savathun had a long-ass, like, two-phase fight. Right. So I just, I want there to be something epic for Zivu. I think we'll get that. We just don't know yet. I mean, Zivu isn't going to have, like, some half-baked bullshit. Like, Zivu has been in the works for years now. And I don't think it's just going to be like a poof in the in the dark, you know, right. like we'll we'll get something good. So we just have to be patient. Absolutely. Because if we don't like the entire community is going to fucking riot. So. <laughs> because we know the destiny community at this point. You know, I, I have faith that it's going to end well. So we just have to we just have to be patient. I agree. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I have to, I have to have the, I just have to have the, the positive vibes and the, the good thoughts. Cause if not, I'm just going to get the, the anky thoughts and I need to have the positive thoughts about destiny because I want it to be good. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to have the positive thoughts. I'm just going to have good vibes because I want it to end well. So I'm just going to vibe my way to the end. So, uh, Orchid? Yes. That's my name. Hello. Nice to meet you. We we don't have it in the show notes, but do you have any predictions for the new season? Oh, predictions for the new season. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're at the very end of the season. Like, I, I just <laughs> I want to see if we have any quick predictions that we can just easily be like, yay or nay. Predictions for the season. Uh, I predict that Nimbus is going to be super annoying next season. <sighs> Again, I predict that I'm going to go in the Traversy finally. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go in the Traversy and Nimbus is going to be annoying as fuck. And I'm going to get booby armor. Those are my three predictions. What about you? Uh, I don't think they can legally do this, but I'm predicting the name of the season is going to be Season of the Witch. Oh, okay. Like I said, I don't think they can legally do it because of the song. Why not? Oh. Because of the song, Season of the Witch. There's a song called Season of the Witch? Yeah. By who? Uh, Exactly 27 minutes and 47 seconds later. Oh, at this point, there was one by Lana Del Rey recently. Oh, Originally, it was back in like 1966 is the one that I'm thinking of. Oh. And it was done by Donovan. I mean, my other prediction is uh, Max is going to win World Drivers Championship for F1 and Red Bull is going to win the Constructors Championship. (laughs) That's my prediction. But then the other, like, since you did three game predictions, uh, I'm also going to do two more. Yeah. Savathun is immediately going to pull some some trickery fuckery and get out of our custody. Okay. 
or she's going to end up being the actual vendor for the season. Savathun vendor? Interesting. So Savathun's going to become our Kmart? Yeah. Mm. And I'm going to hate it. <laughs> oh, man, I hope she becomes our vendor so you have to see her all the time. God, I'm going to hate it so bad. That would be amazing. I hope she becomes her vendor. I hope Amaru becomes her vendor so you have to like talk to him and he calls you a neon nerd. Oh, and th- I want our title to become neon nerd. I want that so bad. I was just going to say that. I want that so bad. I'm hoping that the seasonal title is neon nerd. You know what? If from your lips to God's ears, man. <laughs> Elvis. Yeah. Shout outs. What's your favorite scout rifle? Vision of Confluence Time Lost. Fancy. It's it fancy. It's got a beautiful as silver and black aesthetic. And it's just it is my favorite scout rifle, period. Ooh. What about you? Mine is Randy's throwing knife, the original role, not this Kirkland brand bullshit that we have now. <laughs> Kirkland brand. Yep. Original role. I love Randy's throwing knife. And Randy is the best blueberry. We have an entire episode about him. Oh my God, yes. Uh-huh. I think it's one of our best episodes we've ever done. I I just anyway. I just love the fact that they kept piling on the Randy lore. I know. I love Randy. Randy is so great. Um, I have some special thanks. The audio for this episode was produced by Rindle Zivas. You can find him at Rindle Zivas. The artwork and music in this episode is copyright Bungie. We're able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators. If you'd like to dive into the Destiny lore on your own, you can visit ishtar-collective.net. They are the resource that we use to make our show notes. Thank you, Baxter. Thank you, Baxter. Uh, here are some reminders. You can find us on Twitter or X at guardians underscore lore. You can find me at Hey It's Orchid. You can find Elemis at I underscore am underscore Elemis. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can find us on Instagram and threads at guardians of lore. You can leave us a review wherever you can find the podcast. Uh, you can join our discord at discord.gg slash lore hub. Uh, and if you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps. And we greatly appreciate it. Thank you. We do. Thank you. That's about it. Do you have anything else? God, no. I've talked enough. I'm going to turn my air conditioning back on after this. I'm so hot. Uh, uh, I'm going to die. <laughs> I mean, a bit conceited there, but okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Woo, indeed. Say goodnight, Elemist. Goodnight, Elemist. Oh, you said the thing. Okay, goodbye. Take care. Otters. Goodbye, otters. Where are they going? Oh, the the, the sea? Oh, I'll I'll see them there. Oh, okay. They're sea otters. That's where they go. Probably one of them stealing a fucking uh, surfboard, because that's what he does. A surfing sea otter. Whoa. Yeah, there's one right now that's stealing surfboards. <laughs> like, whoa. No, there's one in Santa. Okay, there's one in Santa Cruz. 
that is stealing surfboards this otter 841 it's a five-year-old female literally okay listen okay you we're stopping for a second literally there is an otter otter 841 it is stealing surfboards from people it is a very aggressive it's just like i'm having the surfboard it's mine now it's been just like stealing surfboards from people (laughs) it is just having them that is amazing so funny um people are not supposed to approach the sea otter because it is aggressive and it will fucking take your surfboard <laughs> so that is amazing if you're in santa cruz do not approach the sea otter sea otter 841 will fuck you up and take your surfboard <laughs> as a former resident of santa cruz and a former surfer of santa cruz i can tell you right now that's hilarious <laughs> Oh, yeah. Stay away from that otter. I, I just looked up surfboard so prices. Oh, my God. Like It's very funny. Anyway, um, yeah. so there's about 3,000 uh, sea otters in the area now. Like, after the ban of uh, sea otter hunting ended in, like, 1911. Because um, that's when they were no longer allowed to be poached. But and so this is why I like sea otters so much is because I grew up around them. Like I used to watch them all the time in like Monterey and stuff. But um, yeah, this sea otter is just like it's going to come after you. And she just like does not like surfboards. I don't know why, but there's like tons of stories about this fucking sea otter. Well, if they can't and if they can't be poached anymore, can they be scrambled? No, no. What about hard boiled? No. <laughs> but if you if you want to see stories about it, just look up Sea Otter Eight Forty One or Otter Eight Forty One, um, and you will see tons of pictures of her sitting on surfboards or taking surfboards, and she's just like evading people and like stealing them, and it's very funny. At least it's funny to me. Um, but like kids that are surfing and like people my age that are surfing like mid 30s are just like not having it it's very funny (laughs) (laughs) um i think she might be sent to monterey bay aquarium because that's where a lot of sea otters get sent they have like a really good rehabilitation program there okay so yeah okay yeah, but I know that people are trying to like, if you actually are in the area and you have like an interaction with the sea otter, like don't put it on social media, like actually report it to the authorities because like she'll attack you and you don't want it to be like construed as like a positive interaction. Like it's actually like a negative thing because like she should be like in a, like in an aquarium. Like she shouldn't be doing this. This is really bad. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, that that makes sense. She shouldn't be out there. Yeah. Yeah. See at her rehab for surfboard addiction. She should definitely be, <laughs> you know, in surfboard rehab. So, but she's. It's very funny. It's funny and it's sad and it's funny. I don't know. I'm like I'm caught it's, between the two because it's very funny. It's one of those things that like after it resolves, we're all gonna be dying of laughter. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you have to remember that sea otters have like very sharp teeth and their jaws are strong enough to like crush clams. Yeah. 
and sea urchins, like, they will fuck you up. Yeah. Like, they'll crush your hand and your arm and stuff, and they'll bite your surfboard in, too, so. Yeah. It's it's good and bad at the same time. Anyway, um, yeah, okay, I'm done. Otters, goodbye. Should be avoided. <laughs> yeah, otters should be avoided. <laughs> good night. Take care. <laughs> Bye.